You're listening to episode 34 of the Journey to Launch podcast, how one woman traded in her nine to five and learned stock investing to reach financial independence. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back. If you're listening again to another episode of the Journey to Launch podcast, if you're a new listener, hello. Thanks for joining us. We have a really, really good episode. Great guest on for you today. Her name is Tila Holcomb, and she traded in her nine to five to reach financial independence by learning stock investing. How exciting is that? I know you guys love to hear how other people are reaching financial independence and then, of course, picking up skills and techniques that perhaps you can use on your own journey. So this episode will really, really be helpful for that. Today's guest, Tila Holcomb, basically breaks down what is very intimidating, the stock market, and helps teach it in basic, basic forms. And so as a renowned stock investor, she uses swing trading as a vessel to help her create financial independence for herself. And now she's teaching others how to do the same. And more than nine years ago, as a service member and single mom, a conversation about trading and early retirement inspired Tila to teach herself the skills necessary to replace her nine to five. In this episode, we talk about the difference between trading and long-term investing how practicing trading in practice accounts prepares for real life stock trading, how to buy stock, how to create a trading plan to manage gains and losses, how to manage the emotions that come along with stock trading, and just her definition of what financial independence is, what financial freedom is, and why you don't have to be perfect in stock investing to find success. So I really think you guys are going to love this interview with Tila. Before we hop into it, just wanted to say, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you are leaving, feeling inspired, feeling motivated, share it. Share the podcast with someone, with a loved one, with a friend. Share it on your social media. Tag me. That's always helpful. I love seeing when you tag me and it lets me know that you guys are listening, that you're there. And so continue to do that. It really, really helps me, keeps me going and provides great feedback. Another way you can help support me is to rate, review, and subscribe if you listen in Apple Podcast. So you should subscribe wherever you listen so that you don't miss an episode. But if you particularly listen in Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. Leave that review. Make sure you're subscribed. But of course, you can find the podcast anywhere. You can find it on an Android app that listens to podcasts. You can find it on YouTube. You could find it on Stitcher. You can find it on Spotify. You really can find it anywhere. And when you go to my site, so the show notes for this episode will be at journeytolaunch.com slash episode 34. You'll see all the places in which you can subscribe or find the podcast. 
Other ways in which you can keep in touch with me is to join the private Facebook group. So we have a growing community on Facebook and it's such a great way to connect with other people, other journeyers on this path. And it's great to connect with me. I get to know you better. You get to know each other better. And it's a really good support system. So go to journeytolaunch.com slash community or go to Facebook and type Journey to Launch in and you should see the Facebook group and my Facebook page, which you can like also. Other ways to stay connected is to join my weekly newsletter. So in the weekly newsletter, which goes out every Wednesday, I am just giving an update about the episode that's released for the week and then anything else that's going on with me and Journey to Launch. So if you don't want to miss a thing, you should definitely join the newsletter, join this movement. You can go to journeytolaunch.com slash join to do that. Now stick around for the end of the episode. I'll be reading a review from Apple Podcasts, one of the latest reviews, just to thank you for listening and just sharing some reflections from the episode. Okay, so let's hop into this interview with Tila. Hey, Journeyers. I'm super, super excited for today's guest. I have Tila Holcomb on the podcast. She is a renowned stock investor. She teaches people how to invest in stock. She herself has an amazing background of learning how to invest in stocks, turn it into something that was able to pay off debt, replace her full-time income. And now you're doing it full-time, right? Correct. Yeah. And I think it's super inspiring because so many of my listeners, myself, we are on the journey. We're looking for ways to not only just improve our finances, but find something that we love to do. And so I think it's a wonderful that you were able to find your passion, your niche, and now you're teaching other people how to do it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about you, your background a bit, and then just what you're doing and how you did it. <laughs> um, so I'm originally from Alabama. Um, I joined the military and ended up working with them as a contractor after I got out. And so that job working with the military and all that was just very time consuming. It was a lot of overtime hours, a lot of being on call on the weekends, because there were very few of us who could do what I was doing. And so that required a lot of my time. The pay was great, but I was also a single parent at the time. And it was just so hard for me to have that much time away from my kid. And then on top of paying for daycare and all this stuff. So I really just wanted something to replace that. I still wanted the same type of income. So I found myself searching for a way to still have that income without having to trade all of my time for it. So is that what initially caused you to look into trading? Actually, it just caused me to look into different ways to create an income. My first thing was like, I'm going to start a business. With a business, I can just <laughs> create my own hours and do you know whatever I wanted with that time. And so I found myself starting a business, didn't really like that first business, starting another one. And then after that second business is when I discovered the world of trading the stock market. And I was like, mm, I'm, I'm pretty interested in how this works and being able to create an income through that. Mm -hmm. Now, were your first two businesses like anything dealing with investing or personal finance or they were totally separate things? They were totally separate. Actually, you know what? Two businesses. I will say I've had three and this is, I guess, my fourth teaching. So I started a legal document business. So I was preparing legal documents for people. 
And then I started a government contracting business. So what I was already doing for the government, I just created a company that was for me. Instead of me working for someone else, I was the company and doing contracting out my services or consulting out my services. But again, it put me back in the same spot of trading so much time for money. You stumbled upon now, okay, there's something called stock investing. So what drew you to that? Because there are other things you could have, like you could have gotten into real estate, you could have gotten into other types of things to increase or leverage your time. So why that? I worked with this guy at the time who came in and he was talking about the stock market and how he was reading all these books and taking these courses. And he had this plan to retire early and RV around the US. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, other than the RV part, he had me hooked. I was like, you can do what? Like, I knew the stock market existed. But other than that, I hadn't been around anyone that talked about it or had been in it or anything like that. I mean, I had my 401k. But other than that, I just really didn't think much about it until he started talking about it. So I started asking him questions. And it really piqued my interest to be able to, like, this is something you can do from anywhere. You can create income, basically. And this was about nine years ago? This was 2009. So yeah, about nine years ago. Okay, so you got interested in stock investing. So what happened next? How did you actually learn to do it? So I asked him about the books that he was reading. (laughs) I got every book that he was reading, went to the library, checked them out. I started looking up videos on the internet, YouTube, all that. And it was a lot of information. And I will say the true learning came in when I opened a practice account. And a lot of people don't know about practice accounts. I was able to open a practice account where it lets you trade with pretend money. And that is where the true learning came in because I can read something in the book, but being able to really apply it in the market and when the actual real action is happening was a completely different experience than than what I was actually reading in the book. So I would say between the books and the videos and all the information I could get online, the true learning really came into applying it through a practice account. And I guess we should step back a bit and just define what trading in your sense and what you do means, because in my head, I'm more of a passive investor. I'm not actively trading, but that's what you teach. You teach to actively trade. Now, is this something that someone chooses to do now full time or is this something that people do part time? What is it exactly that you teach and do? (laughs) So you can trade part time or full time. And so trading is where you are buying and selling within the next Maybe it can be the same day. It could be the same day to buy now and sell next week or buy now, sell next month or within a couple of months. Whereas the long-term investing is where you're buying now and you're holding for what I would say years to decades. And what I did in order to become financially free is I put the two together. I understand the importance of long-term investing because we got to retire and build a financial legacy that we can pass down in our families. And to me, that is what the long-term investing is for. But I wanted to be financially free from that paycheck, from that nine to five. So I needed the shorter term, the trading to replace that. So I do both, but I don't day trade. So you're asking about doing it full-time or part-time. I would consider myself doing it part-time because I don't day trade. And day trading is where you're buying and selling several times a day. Whereas what I do is called swing trading. So I'm buying today and I'm selling in the next 
couple of days to weeks. So it's not something that I have to sit in front of my computer all day, every day, like a normal nine to five and, you know, like monitor or do anything with. So it allowed me to have that freedom, have my time back, but create a full time income. And by combining that in the long term investing, I was able to pretty much replace my job. So I have that nine to five income. And I also have that (laughs) that long term investing income that you would have with a 401k or anything else. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is so insightful that you defined and you separated. There's day trading and then there's the swing trading that you teach. Because initially, when I first hear of day trading or just trading in general, I assume day trading. You know, I don't typically think that there's swing trading and obviously there is. And so that obviously makes sense to me because when you talk about your time is important and you didn't want to be tied to the same framework as if you were working for uh, like a boss or someone telling you what to do. It's like the same thing with the market. Like if you don't have to sit at your computer and watch tickers all day. So I think that actually makes it more realistic and attainable for people if they're thinking about maybe doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you talk about this was, this provided a, a gateway, a ramp for you to launch to basically becoming financially free. So can you talk about once you got up to speed on what you were doing, how you were able to do that? How were you able to become financially free or work income with this? So what the, the first thing I did was <laughs> I made sure I had my budget down pat. So anytime I start teaching someone this, I tell them like the first thing is, paying off your debt, making sure you're living within your means and you have a budget and you're doing all that because I can teach you how to make this money. But if you're not reducing your debt, then it's all for nothing. So that was one of the first things I did was focused on paying off my debt. So anytime I got a bonus at work, anytime I got a raise, I would make sure that money went towards paying down any debt that I had. So paying off my car, paid off our house, made sure we got all of that paid down while trading. So any little money that I was making while trading, that went to debt, right? And so from there, once we had debt paid off, we were able to build the accounts. And I teach it in a way where you're doing the active trading, but then the active trading money flows over to your income account. So it's like a three account system that I have everyone set up and what I use. And so you're actively trading in one account. Your second account is your income account. And you're just doing like one trade a month that generates what your paycheck would generate. And then your third account is your long-term investing account. So your trading account is like your side hustle. If you think about having a nine to five, that trading account is your side hustle. That's where you're doing few trades a month to generate that income. In the beginning, that was used for me to pay off debt. Like I said, get all our debts, credit cards, any of that paid off. And then once we had that paid off, that money that we were creating there flowed to now creating a paycheck, a more conservative type of trade where it does generate enough money to replace our nine to five. And at that point, being debt free, replacing our nine to five didn't require as much because we didn't have the same amount of money going out of our home to pay off debt. So that meant we could live off a lot less. If anyone's thinking, well, it's going to take a lot to replace my paycheck. Well, why will it take a lot to replace your paycheck? Mm -hmm. Because of the different debts that you have. So if you concentrate on that first, then you'll be able to replace your paycheck a lot faster. So that's the one thing that really helped me 
to get there is concentrating on that debt. Mm-hmm. So it seems like when you start this, you just need to be very focused, consider it a side hustle. I advise people, you know, it's all about income. So it's about increasing your income. If you have a full-time job and you're in debt still, so you pick up extra shifts or you start a side hustle that is not something that's too capital intensive, most of that income that you get from it, use it to pay down debt, use it to get ahead. So that way you become debt-free and then you could focus all your efforts on the investing side of things. So that's what you basically recommend. You recommend someone starting out and they're in debt because my next question was going to be, do you recommend that people try to do this while they're in debt? How much money should someone start out with if they have debt? Should they be a bit more conservative or not? A thousand dollars is a good amount to start with, but don't start with more than three thousand. That's just kind of the basis I teach from because I started again as a single mom and I actually had to save up to that. And I always have everyone start with a practice trading account, like I said, because you got to learn and apply everything first. So they don't even start with real money. I didn't even start with real money at first. I just practiced as I was saving up. And by the time I was done practicing and felt comfortable, I had 3000 saved up. But I would say on the low end, at least $1,000 to get started would be a good amount. You don't have to wait until you are completely debt free to get started with this. But I would say don't start with money that you need for your mortgage or your car payment or anything like that. Fit it into your budget like you would an emergency savings account or anything like that. And take the time, like I said, to learn, read books and practice in the meantime. And then once you have that money saved up, then you can get started with real money. Mm -hmm. And I like that you said, don't take money that you need to pay a mandatory bill. This $1,000 start, you're saying the person should be willing to lose if they had to. Yeah, right. So this might be helpful too, not just for me, but for my listeners, to walk us through a sample trade and how that makes money. So, I mean, you can make up a company if you like, but how does it logistically work? So when you pick a stock or you pick a company you're interested in, you buy it and then what? So you pick a company that you're interested in and you buy it when you believe that it's going to go up in value. So you'll buy the stock, it will go up in value, and then you sell it when you have a profit. So I teach everyone to figure out what your profit point is. So if you buy this stock now and say it's $20, you will commit to, okay, I'm going to sell this stock when it has reached $25 or when I have made X amount. And so that's your plan, right? I also teach when you have lost money. So make a loss limit as well. So if this stock loses this much, I'm out. If this stock makes this much, I'm out. So you have a plan and you're not feeling like, oh, I don't know what to do. The stock market's doing this and I'm not sure if I should sell it or should I keep it. And you're just kind of hanging on in limbo, not knowing you know, (laughs) what Mm -hmm. to do. That's kind of what I do is like I make a plan on what I'm going to buy how much do I want to try to make out of the stock and how much am I willing to lose? Because I do lose money in the stock market. It's just a matter of keeping those losses smaller than what I'm gaining. How do you override though the emotional ties or the emotion behind it? Because I'm imagining if I'm doing this and let's say the stock is going up and I said my exit was 25, but the market is hot and now it's like at 27, 28 the emotions in me is going to say, you know, I want to stay. Let's see how far I can go. It's the same way when it's going down. Do you put triggers in place where it automatically trades for you or sells, or you actually have to go in and sell or buy at certain points? 
Oh yeah. Emotions are so real. (laughs) They're so real. I do set a sale limit. So if I know I'm going to sell when I've made a hundred dollars, as soon as I buy it, I set that sale price. I can be taking a nap. I can be out to lunch with my family. I can be watching Netflix (laughs) and it will sell for me because I've already put in that sale order. So for me, that's what helps me stick with that and to not be greedy. That's actually one of the emotions that I battled with. I was like, oh, I made a thousand dollars. Let me hang in here and try to make a little bit more. And I would find that the stock market would, what I call, kind of smack me down because I was being greedy and because I didn't stick to my plan and just doing whatever. And I would find that I would start to lose more money than what I would gain. So I knew I had to really do something. And I think this is where practicing really comes in because you get to feel those emotions without losing real money and see what emotion you battle with because each person is going to be different. Some people it's fear. I've had some students, it's greed like me, but the practice account lets you see what type of trigger you are and try to find ways to combat that. And a trading plan is something that helps you to combat that. And that's basically planning out your trade. Like I said, how much are you willing to lose? How much are you trying to make? And sticking to that plan. But then you have to just find personal ways to check yourself, basically. So for me, if I make a lot of money in a trade and I feel like I want to hurry up and jump in another one, knowing I haven't sat down and planned it out or, you know what I mean, anything Mm -hmm. like that, then... I turn the computer off. That is just my thing is when I make a large amount, I'm done for the day. Turn the computer off, walk away, and I enjoy the win that I've already had so that I'm not over trading. I'm not getting greedy. And I think that is definitely important to figure out what emotion you have with trading. And like I said, that's where the practice account really comes in handy. Yeah, I like that. You know, you have to keep your endorphins and kind of our natural animal instincts. They're going to lead us in certain directions. And so as much as we can override it, or at least be thoughtful and understand why we're doing the things we're doing, we're obviously helping a situation like that. <laughs> yeah. So you teach people how to do it passively almost if they want to just do it part-time. And then, so you're also teaching people like, say someone's listening and they're like, well, I hate, you know, my current job and this looks like, or feels like something that I might be interested in. Is that something that you help people do? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely help them do that if they have a full-time job. Like I said, this is something you don't have to sit in front of the computer all the time and do. And I started with a full-time job. So it was something I would have to check every now and then or at the end of the day or something like that. So it's definitely possible to still do it while you have a full-time job. Okay. Because I like giving people options. Like We talk about so many things. And for me, investing in stocks and being actively engaged in the market in this way it's like totally new but it's intriguing and even at one point i will say this i'll tell you and my listeners that actually maybe like eight years ago i don't know for some reason i got interested in penny stocks and i thought that i would become like a penny stock <laughs> day trader i don't <laughs> know why because that would have been a disaster but i really got into it like i bought some books and i was really thinking this is going to be like my way out obviously it's not <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> But I like this idea of the swing trading where you're not tied to your desk, you're not in front of your computer and you can, you know, set up automatic trades. It just seems more doable for a lot more people. Yeah, it is. It isn't as scary as like you said with day trading. So I've noticed a lot more people are receptive to it because it doesn't require so much time. 
But you also, like you said, not you have an account or you also focus on your long-term investing. So do you still invest in index funds and more like mutual funds too? I actually do more of those in my Roth IRA, but for the three account system, I don't do index funds. Okay. Is there a reason? Because I'm an index fund person, but is there a reason you're just like not into it? No, I just prefer individual stocks. I know you were featured in Glamour, right? About your financial independence story. Yes. Yes, I was. So financially independent and financially free. I sometimes use them interchangeably. You're financially independent if you have enough assets to cover your lifestyle and you don't have to actively work. And then also the term being financially free. Are you financially independent in that definition or something else? Let's talk about that a bit. I feel like I'm both. Financial independence to me is when you have a way to create your own income and it's not tied to a nine to five or someone else dictating your time in a way. But I feel like financial freedom is where you are debt free, right? So you might still have a nine to five, but you don't have any debt. So you're just kind of free to spend your money how you want. So that I feel like we're both because we don't have debt and make our money through the stock market. Mm. So your house is also paid off? Yep. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. All right. And so just a little bit more about your story, because I do find it just fascinating that you were able to do this. And really, so it took you nine years from the start of learning about stocks to you probably reached the whole financial freedom mark earlier because you paid off debt and then financial independence probably came shortly after, but really nine years since you started. And now you're teaching other people how to do it, which is totally meta to me because I actually had Chris Gillibo on and we were talking about side hustles on the podcast. And he suggested like, if when you get good at something, like you got good at it, you then turn around, you turn it into a business where you help other people who want to learn what you're doing, which is what you're doing, which then also creates additional income. Right. So I think that's just a perfect business model. Can you just talk about why you wanted to start teaching and just how it plays into your whole income streams? You know, I really didn't even think about teaching <laughs> at first. And it was after paying off debt and really starting to trade and people seeing the freedom that we were having that people then started asking, well, what are you doing? What are you doing that we're not doing? And how do you do it? So once I started getting a lot of people asking me, well, how do you do this stock market thing? And what are you doing in the stock market? And then I had one guy, he was just like, I'm going to write you a check. How much for you to just teach me? And I had nothing. <laughs> and so I was like, well, maybe this is the business I should be doing. Like I was trying to start these other businesses, but this is it. I mean, it's related or a direct relation to what I'm already doing and what I love that creates income. And so now I get to pass this knowledge on and help other people break free of a nine to five. Like, let me try this out. So I took his check <laughs> and I went home and created a whole freaking like trying to get everything out of my head that I know and do onto paper so that I could go teach him. And so for like a week, I went over to his house for like four hours a day, teaching him everything that I knew. That's when I realized, okay, this is what I need to be doing. This is how I do some good in the world is teaching other people how to do this and how to have this freedom. So they don't have to be a single parent struggling like I did, like my mom did. And they get to live life versus getting to 60, 70 years old and not being able to live life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so powerful because like you said, you were a single mom. You didn't grow 
up necessarily understanding this. You basically taught yourself. You sought out resources to help you learn. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to talk about is limiting beliefs. So if someone's thinking, well, I'm not good at math, I don't even understand the stock market at all. What types of things are people possibly thinking right now that you can talk them off the ledge and say, you don't have to be perfect at this to do it? Oh, yeah. No, you don't. I didn't know a thing about the stock market and look where I'm at. Like I knew it existed, but no one around me. So if you're feeling like, well, I don't know anyone who's done it, so it's impossible to me. Another hurdle for me was that no one in this space looks like me. Mm. I think maybe I know two or three brown faces now, but no one looks like me. And it's a male dominated arena. And I felt like, okay, no one's going to take me seriously here. And I understand it and I teach it in a different way. I don't use the big jargon. You know, I try to relate it to everyday examples like walking through a crowd of people. I relate that to the actual overall stock market. I teach it in plain English because that's how I had to translate these books and these videos to myself to really understand it. And so if you feel like you don't have a degree or you didn't take finance classes, so you can't do this. I'm going to tell you like that's untrue because I don't have a finance degree. I didn't understand all the jargon and still a lot of it out there that I don't understand, but I know enough to be able to create this lifestyle that I have. So don't think that you have to come from wealth and eight year college degree. <laughs> Just know if you have the ambition and you have the drive to put in the time to learn it, you can do this. You can definitely do this. Mm-hmm. I think that's super encouraging and wonderful. And so Tila, let everyone know if they're interested in finding more about you, where they can do that and how to get in touch. You can find me at tilaholcomb.com. And as soon as you hit my website, there's going to be a free course offered for you there. Jump into that and you can see exactly how I teach the stock market in plain English. And from there, you can join me in my Facebook group. It's Stocks and Profit. And I'm anywhere on social as Tila Holcomb. So if your favorite social is Instagram, I'm there. Twitter, I'm there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll get some people reaching out to you to learn some more because I think this information is super, super necessary to share. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thanks, Tila, once again for coming on the podcast and sharing all this knowledge. And I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Again, if you want anything we talked about, a link to find where Tila is online and to check out her course, go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 34. And, you know, one of the things I really, really loved about Tila's story is that she made a decision. So nine years ago, she was working in a job that necessarily wasn't everything she wanted it to be. She had conversations and she was inspired to action by just hearing someone else being able to do what she wanted to do, reach financial independence, retire early. And of course, I just love stories from especially single moms. So anyone in the situation where for most people it would seem bleak and they would not know what to do and maybe give up. I love stories on which people fight through it and overcome whatever obstacle is in their way. And I also love that she taught herself this and is now teaching others because it just goes to show you that you can really do anything you put your mind to. 
You don't have to be a wizard at math and maybe stock investing isn't for you, right? So maybe this is not your thing. Totally fine. But just the drive and determination that it took for her to accomplish what she did to become financially independent at this point and now helping others is totally inspiring. So just to talk a little bit about the stock market. So I don't really necessarily follow day by day what's going on in the markets because I'm a long-term investor. I don't swing trade like Tila does. Although I might start looking into it maybe in the future. But for me, because I'm a long-term investor, I know there's been crazy dips in the stock market. So I'm aware of it. I am in the know of what's going on. But I don't let that frighten me. I'm not thinking of selling anything. If anything, now is the perfect time to buy. And so I just want you to remember that. Remember what your investing strategy is. Remember if you're in it for the long term that you don't necessarily need to be concerned with so many market dips that's going on right now and the craziness. So I wanted to read a Apple podcast review. This is from Boppy150. It says, I unfortunately started late in life trying to get myself together in terms of moving forward to be financially independent and secure. I knew some basics, but I was still not moving ahead because I didn't know how. Jamila's podcast have provided me with so much knowledge key tools, and strategies to finally see the light. I have implemented a number of her tips and am feeling more confident each day. This is not a dry and difficult financial podcast to listen to. She is very relatable and always asks guests the questions I would ask if I was present. Definitely worth a listen. It will change your life. Thank you so much, Boppy150. That was such an awesome review. And this is exactly the kind of impact I want to have on you listening. I want to inspire you into action. And even if it's just one tip you can take away from each episode and apply to your life, let's do it. Again, if you want to connect with me, follow me on all social media. I am Journey to Launch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can also join the Facebook group at journeytolaunch.com slash community to help get the word out there. It's a slow process, word of mouth, but it's the best process. I feel like this is how I'm building this movement. It's person by person and I'm okay if it takes a while because it's really about connecting with you guys as much as I can one-on-one and growing it organically. And of course, the big media mentions don't hurt, but it's really about how I connect with you guys. So thanks again for all you guys who continue to write me, continue to message me and let me know that you are enjoying the podcast and that you're sharing it out. I hope to talk to you next week. I hope you'll tune in because again, we'll have another amazing episode. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week and I'll chat with you next time. 